Some of us might be counting the days until we retire, while others might be dreading it. Not knowing what retirement looks like or being afraid of it can keep you from fully experiencing what should be the best time of your life. We know too many people who enter this phase either late, misdirected, or confused, and we're gonna fix that. We're here to help guide you through this time of life so it's filled with happiness, excitement, fulfillment, and a sense of purpose. I'm Mark Rollins. And I'm Jody Rollins, and we're your hosts of this podcast and the couple behind Retirement Transformed. Together, we're changing the way people think about, plan for, and live in retirement. This weekly podcast is adapted from our popular YouTube episodes, where we talk about a wide range of topics that affect people at different stages of their retirement journey. This is everything retirement except financial advice. Make sure to subscribe and let's get going. Hey everyone, it's Jody from Retirement Transformed. I had the opportunity to interview Kathleen McDonough as a special guest. You'll hear Kathleen share with you her transition from something many of you can probably relate to, an unexpected and forced retirement. Her honesty about her journey and how she navigated from a challenging time to a new life is something I know you will get inspiration from. Please enjoy. Hey everybody, so excited. Does anyone notice Mark looks different today? Mm. She looks pretty as a girl, doesn't he? I have decided today, because I have my dear friend Kathleen McDonough here, that we would do an interview for you guys today. Talk to Kathleen a little bit about life, about retirement, about transition, transitioning and reinventing herself. So welcome. Thank you so much. So let's start and let's do um, your story, Kathleen. Tell us a little bit about you. A lot of people in this community know you. A lot of people community because there's a lot of insurance people. There is. So as most people probably know, I've been with Chubb Group of Insurance Companies for over 20 years. Started right out of Hamilton in '93. Um, and don't do the math to figure out her age. Don't. There was a little. There was a little <laughs> hiccup in between into MTV. But um, what ended up happening was Chubb got bought, and there was a reorganization, and there was a reduction in force, and I was one of the folks that was affected by that. So Jody calls it early retirement. I had never thought of it like that. I thought of it was like a forced riff. I, there was some shame around it and some sad. But um, what happened is after I did it, I went down and sat by myself in my new beautiful home that I had built and thought, what do you want to do? And um, that's when I went to go work for Home Depot for all of three weeks. Because <laughs> so, so let's think about it. And a lot of you guys in the community have talked to Mark and I about this. Retirement isn't always pretty. It isn't always planned. It isn't always your decision. Mm -mm. And really, though, once you embrace it, mm -hmm. it becomes empowering. It does. And I think what had happened was after 20 years of loving my job, loving my bosses, loving my community, loving my colleagues, loving my clients, loving the relationships, loving what I did and feeling really good about it and feeling very accomplished, all of a sudden it was gone in a day. About a day. About a day. Yeah. Maybe 10 hours. And um, I had to really think about that. And it took a lot of time, a lot of solo inter me time thinking about who am I? Where am I living? Where do I want to live? Who do I want to hang with? And what is my worth? So scary. Very. Petrified. I'm a, I'm a total spreadsheetaholic. I love plans. I love making sure that everything is going as it's supposed to go. I was so fearful that I would end up uh, 
without a house, without a place to live, without a community, and without a job. It was, I was very scared. So you, it was scary, and mm -hmm. I remember the conversations that we had. Mm -hmm. Scary, yes and no. Mm -hmm. So we know why the yes, right. leaving all the security and all of the knowns. Why was it not scary for you? Because ever since I was a child, I had a fear of not having enough money, of not being able to pay a bill. So I had been very strategic in where I put my money, not spending a lot of money, um, being very calculated with my risks. I would never take a risk unless I knew there was a balloon parachute that could help me or save me or protect me. I would never do it if I wasn't surrounded by a bunch of people who would support me. Um, I, I'm very calculated in my risk taking. So I knew I was going to land on my feet. I'm like a cat. Like you can throw it off the side of a, a uh, uh, you know, your porch, and it's always going to end up on its four feet. I just didn't know how I was going to be mentally. So that's so you scared. planned financially. Absolutely. You knew you were okay with investments and 401k and even retirement planning because you started that early. I did. So financially, you were good. Yep. I remember you took a little break. I did. Gave yourself a little time to decompress and kind of sit in it. What did you do during that break time? I walked every day. I hit the boards four to six miles, went to the ocean, and literally would toss my problems into it. I knew I had this deep-seated feeling that the universe was going to take care of me or my parents who had both passed away at that time, were looking over me and they were, I always call it DJing from above, making sure that I was gonna make the right decisions. I started meditating, I started eating clean, I started doing all the stuff that I finally had the time to give myself. So although corporate America gave me the life I wanted to lead, money, Monday through Friday, weekends off, etc., now it was time to focus on me and that actually helped me prepare to figure out who the heck I was and what was I gonna do. So you just mentioned your parents both passed away and I remember both of those times mm -hmm. uh, for both of us mm -hmm. in, in very different and very difficult ways. Yeah. And a lot of people in our community talk to us a lot about entering this phase of life and in any transition alone. Oh yeah. Were you lonely? Oh God, yeah. I'm, I'm still lonely, even though I've got great people around me. Um, I was. Every time you go through something in life, I feel that challenges you, that tests you, that scares you. Who do you want? You want your mom or you want your dad? They always told you you were going to be fine. You're going to make it through. Or you got this tiger. Go kill him with kindness. You're fine. I didn't have that. I had my brother and my two sisters. I had my friends. I had my newfound community that I was forcing myself to have down at the shore. But at the end of the day, you're lying in bed looking up like, what's going to happen next? So you had a wild, wide circle of friends. Oh, yeah. Did you leave any friends behind after 20 plus years? Oh yeah, you go from having a life that you knew from 20 years of, you get in at 7.30, you say hi to the same people, you have your coffee, you might have a muffin with your colleague, Amy McNeese, and you sit there and you have your routine and then all of a sudden you're by yourself in your home, your apartment, your condo, making your coffee, staring at the coffee machine like, what, what is this? Right, now what do I do? I loved that community, I had to build my own community. So proactively though, talking about building your community, give this community, this retirement transform community, some of the things that you did after you sat with it all for a while, yeah. some of the things you did to broaden your circle of friends and relationships. A lot of people find that hard in this phase of life. So I was 47. I had just moved down to Spring Lake, New Jersey. A little shout out to my beautiful town. I started to really get to know the people in town. I joined the Garden Club, youngest member, love it, love gardening, knew it was going to be a part of my life down at my little oasis. So I did that. Um, a colleague of mine who, or a friend of mine who had said, you might want to start thinking of real estate had also at the same time asked me if I wanted to sit on a board with her. So the um, Friends of the Monmouth County Child Advocacy Center I, I became part of. And I 
just started to going things like look on your calendar of the of the town that you live in or the surrounding towns and find them commit put it in your calendar and just go are you going alone sometimes you are are you meeting people there sometimes you are there might be a tree walk scheduled for your local town where you can learn all about the trees and meet 20 different residents so i would not say no to anything yes 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 if i remember correctly you had a whole mantra of not saying no yeah i did so i I mean think about that everybody if you did two weeks of i'm not saying no to ever anything and just say yes to everything that comes your way how many people could you meet so that's a great takeaway yeah so how did you go from retired insurance executive to a real estate mogul well aside from the home depot fit that i had for three weeks which i did work for them in customer service um, i got my license which was great it gave me something to do for two straight weeks going to a classroom pre-covid going to a classroom learning studying feeling part of something again getting the brain moving again working 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 and then i started off i chose one agency because of their name brand worldwide sotheby's i was familiar with sotheby's from um, my Chubb days, right. and I was familiar because some Hamilton friends who I graduated with, they were part of that affiliate network, um, and I just started doing it, and I took my floor time, and I read as much as I could, and I... But even before that, I remember you and I having a long conversation, because we worked together for a long time. <laughs> a long time. We had a long conversation about your skill set. Yes. And you really started assessing yeah. that skill set. I didn't know how well my skill set worked with real estate, but I've always been super organized. I've always loved relationships. Right. I've always loved to educate, whether it's with numbers, which I love, or it's a narrative. Um, I've always loved to um, be a resource, to be that problem solver, to follow up, follow through, to be that resource for people who don't know the answer to something. Even if I don't know, was never afraid to say, right. I don't know, because she right. taught me that, and just figure it out and do it. And that's what I did. And, and you know, if you think about your careers and as you move through transition, it's always good to stop for a minute, assess what you have and where you are. You have the financial plan. You have this plethora, mm-hmm. SAT word, plethora of <laughs> skills that you could list. Mm-hmm. And then you went, if I remember correctly, to what are you passionate about? Oh, God, yeah. And what was I passionate about? I loved my home. I loved the whole process of buying it. I loved tearing it down. I loved negotiating with the contractor, even though he doesn't like how I negotiated. <laughs> I always loved, were a good negotiator. I loved picking out some of my parents' pieces or some antiques that had been passed down from my new stuff or gifts that friends had given me. I loved making a house a home. I right. loved it. I did it for myself, and I knew I could do it for others, right. whether it was going to be on the buy side or the sell side. And then, you know, you also loved your community. I did. You really got entrenched. And this is something really important, I think, for our community of people here who always say to Mark and I, how do you live in two places? How do you stay involved in two communities? How do you move from point A to point B? You did it. I did. I didn't know I was doing it at the time that I was doing it. It was people like you um, that was reminding me or my, I call them sphere of influence or my stakeholders, which is also something I kept track of, which is I posted everything. Like I'm the type of person, if I'm going to run a marathon, I'm going to tell everybody. So everybody holds me accountable. And it's so embarrassing if you're not training. Right. So I put everything on social media, whether it was Facebook or Instagram, of the open houses I was doing, of the rentals that I had, of this or that. And then the testimonials started to come in, which is great. I loved because that's just proven, you know, quantitative data that somebody else found you helpful and that somebody else might too. So So up until this point, you you had your finances in order. Yep. 
early retirement was kind of put on you. Yeah. You sat in it for a little while. You assessed your skills. Yeah. You looked at your passions. Yeah. You widened your group of, of people. Yeah. You networked with your existing group of people to keep trying different things and finding different things. You didn't say no to anything. Nope. So that's a good list that we got so far. Were there any naysayers? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, you always find when you make a major change, I feel, in your life, that there are going to be people who might be a little envious that you're doing it. So you're like, what are you doing? And then there are also some people I always felt that um, wanted you to stay where you were because it was more convenient for them. You might have been more fun, or maybe it was you were more accessible, or maybe they could always have lunch with you, and that wasn't it. There are also people in the real estate community when I joined that were not nice. <laughs> they just, everybody they told me people threatened. have sharp elbows. And I was like, what are you threatened about? I've never right. sold or bought a house before, aside from my parents and my own. But yeah, there were plenty of naysayers. And as my mother used to tell me, Winifred Ward, Cotter, McDonough, pretend they're a brick wall. <laughs> now, I didn't know what that meant at the time, but now I do. Just let it, it is what it, it is. It just hits and falls. Yeah. Hits yeah. and falls. Um, but you overcame that with your confidence. Yeah. Because you had done your skill set analysis. And you were friends. ready to go. Friends that support. were boosting you up. Um, you know, and you always loved a challenge, right? A challenge to prove people wrong. Yes. And so you were going to take rentals. You were going to take, you were going to be on the buy side. You were going to do I'll alternative houses. Referral. I'll help you. I'll show your house. I'll do whatever. I don't expect a dime. I just want to learn the process. Right. I loved going into floor time because you could hear what's going on. You hear the, the chitter chatter. There's that talk that you need to learn. It's a different language in real estate. So what we find in retirement, it's okay to drop the executive. Like I don't need to be the executive of Ward White immediately. I was I can just learn, be a sponge, and grow my skills, which was fabulous. It was fabulous. The scariest part, though, to back to your other question about was it scary, is that I was so used to direct deposit, 401k, savings, right. Monday through Friday. All of a sudden, I was my own boss in charge of everything. I had my broker. I have this. But for me, it was, okay, this is your personal brand. How do you want to market it? This is your personal brand. What are your hours? This is your personal brand. Are you ever going to take time off? Right. And that was one mistake I didn't until I until did today. Yeah, or Kathleen's been visiting me. And we've Can't been you see my that. savage tan? <laughs> <laughs> so listen, any final thoughts or inspiration or anything you would share with the community through your journey, which, by the way, isn't ending. It's mm -hmm. just beginning. I know. So at 50... One now years old, you've got this whole new life ahead of you. I do. So yeah, and I'm going to um, refer to some notes that I took because I think there were a lot of takeaways. Number one, you're never too old to do anything, especially if you want to reinvent yourself. You know, a lot of people thought, is there life after Chubb for me? I was worried that there wasn't, and there absolutely is, and it's really good. Number two, take the time to sit and be, and don't be afraid of that silence. I am, I am a talker, as you've been able to tell right here. To sit and to just be and to feel, and there's a lot of scary stuff that might come up. There's a lot of past stuff that's gonna come up. Just sit through it and get through it. Um, uh, sit in the truth of who you are and what you want to do during this phase of your life. You know, that trial run's gone. Like, I already had the corporate America. I put the money away. Now what do you want to do, Kathleen? And I was lucky that I had saved enough that I had that choice. I realized right. I have no kids. I don't have a dog. I don't have a stuffed animal. I have my house. Me, you don't even have a fish. I don't have a fish. You do have plants. I do. I have plants, and they are a live source of energy. Um, know that there is life after whatever career it was, and it might not be what you thought it was going to be. Um, and you may just surprise yourself when you take that risk. I know I sure did, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing really well, and I'm happy. I'm, right. I'm just thriving in it and loving it. And I know tomorrow might bring another horrible market. 
because it's been really good. But I'll adjust because I And the things that you love, the nine to five, the Monday to Friday, you might some weeks in your new career be working seven days a week. You might like this week, we noticed Kathleen's screen time and her, her computer time is down 74% because we've been vacationing together. Conscious decisions. Conscious too. decisions. I, in this new career of being in charge of my own life, I did a horrible job with balance. It's my one takeaway from this. When you work for a corporation or you have structured hours, et cetera, that helps you balance your life better. Right. When all of a sudden it's your decision, I was doing a horrible job. So You're working a lot. With the help of friends and a nice boyfriend and his father and some other people in my life that said, you can't do this right. and also headaches I, I turned it down which 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 in this phase of life that's the beauty right and you can, I can turn it up you can turn it down you can turn it on you can turn it off you are finally in control and I'm so proud of you oh my god thank you I am too <laughs> and as long as I can pay my mortgage and I can pay my expenses and have a little bit left over for taking Jody out for her birthday which that's coming great. up great yeah, um, it works. It's That's great. great. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. The new Mark. No, I'm just kidding. Mark will be back next week. She didn't mean that, Mark. <laughs> Bye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Jody and I started Retirement Transformed after we both left successful careers. We were surprised by the lack of information surrounding retirement other than typical financial advice. There was no roadmap to guide us in any way. We knew we wanted to reinvent the meaning of retirement. We wanted more out of this next phase of life. And so we started researching, experiencing, and ultimately began this Retirement Transform movement to help you also live your best retirement life. Thousands of people have already joined this movement and they've expressed to us how they also want to change the expectation of what it means to be retired. We're living longer than ever before. People are retiring earlier. So this retirement phase of life is the longest it's ever been. And our generation and the individuals who are nearing retirement are more active and engaged than ever. We're starting new businesses in retirement. We're traveling the world, learning new hobbies, and changing our habits and routines to allow for a more healthy and fulfilling lifestyle. This is what the Retirement Transform podcast is all about. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to be notified of our latest episodes and share it with your friends. Follow us on YouTube, where we release new episodes every Wednesday at 4 p.m. You can also find us on Instagram at Retirement Transformed, on Facebook, and on our website, retirementtransformed.com. Thank you for listening.